Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. The quest for true love on TV, it's a gripping spectacle on The Bachelor, and it might be even more gripping on Unreal, the dark scripted drama about a dating show called Everlasting. And today, the fourth season of Unreal is surprise premiering, and we couldn't be more excited to see what happens to producer Rachel Goldberg and the cast and crew of Everlasting. So today, we're talking to one of the most recognizable faces of Unreal, every Bachelor fan's favorite scripted drama star, Shiri Appleby, who plays Everlasting producer Rachel Goldberg. Thanks so much for joining us, Shiri. Thanks so much. Excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, we wanted to start by asking about kind of the the big elephant in the room. Why a big surprise premiere? What was the thinking behind that, especially so soon after the last season? I think that Hulu just wanted to give the fans what they wanted, which was, you know, the next season of the show and give the show a proper send off. What's it been like working with Hulu so far? Um, it's been, I mean, the show has been on Hulu since the beginning. It's been on, it's been our digital streaming service. Um, and it feels like we've had a, a really nice audience there. And I think it's, you know, it's pretty exciting. It definitely feels elevated. And um, we're just happy that, you know, they came in and sort of saved the day for us. And you guys had taped the last two seasons at one time. Is that is that right? No. And there was like about like a six or eight month break in between the two seasons. But Lifetime like hold, had been holding our show for so long after we shot it before airing it. So that's why we have like these two seasons back to back. Okay, got it. That makes sense. So what can we expect generally uh, from this season of Unreal? Well, I mean, there's we're definitely like tying up a lot of the emotional stories between Rachel and Quinn. Rachel is really on a quest to like find love and find a life outside of everlasting to the point that she's, you know, dyed her hair blonde to make herself look like a contestant on the show, kind of like tricking her mind into thinking that if she looks like one of those women, um, that she's going to find herself a husband in a happy ending. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, when we last left Rachel, she was like sprawled out in the sun on a porch 
at a cabin and then she's back and blonde. Like, what (laughs) is it about Everlasting that keeps pulling her back? Or was it, you know, Jeremy's proclamation at the end of last season that she's, you know, going to die alone? Like, did that really rattle her? I think that rattled her. And I think that she is like under this impression that like, you know, maybe if she casts this all-star cast, she can bring back all of these contestants that she had some like romantic history with herself. And she can sort of use it as a way to like figure out who this husband of hers is going to be. And, you know, she really doesn't have much of a life outside of everlasting walls. And Quinn is really the main relationship in her life. So I think really walking away was going to be next to impossible for her. We see this really, as as has been mentioned, glammed up Rachel this season. She's flirtier. Um, what was it like to portray this new evolution of Rachel? I mean, she's definitely flirtier and sexier, but then she's also like meaner and darker and like more, more at odds with herself. I mean, in some ways it was really fun because it was, you know, coming up with a character almost from scratch in many ways, except, you know, this like deep, dark history of hers. Um, So that was really fun and letting her just like spread her wings and try new things. As an actress, it was great because it really gave me the opportunity to stretch and see, you know, the lengths that I could push this character. And this season features, as you alluded to, Everlasting All-Stars, which is Mm -hmm. kind of similar in concept to, um, you know, Bachelor Pad, Mm -hmm. um, which has now morphed into Bachelor in Paradise. Although even, you know, Everlasting's version, as with everything, is a little more brutal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What is the appeal of that new format for you guys or for the story? Like what new dynamics does that bring up? Well, I think it like gave us an opportunity to bring back some storylines that had worked well in season three, like the August storyline and the Alexi storyline. So for, I think from a writing standpoint, it gave the writers a lot to work with. And then it also provided Rachel these, you know, other male suitors for herself that we didn't have to like create from the beginning. She could sort of pick up and explore Um, And I think it's pretty fun to see men and women in the house together and see those dynamics. I mean, we had done suitors, we had done suitresses. And so I think this, again, was just providing another way to comment on the Bachelor franchise. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from Shiri. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Emma, what's the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would it be sleep? Would it be get a delicious pastry from the bake shop around the corner? Would it be, I don't know, get some actual writing done? Yeah. Read a book. I mean, my list is extremely long these days. There are not a lot of hours to spare. And, you know, a lot of us do spend our lives wishing we had more time. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and actually make it a priority. Yeah, this is something that I am often working on with my therapist. It helps you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process, it would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly truly have it all because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids and now it's even harder because you're always doing pick up or drop off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You could never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rachel and Quinn, uh, we've talked a little bit about their uh, their backstory. They've always had such a compelling uh, story from season to season. We keep coming back to that. What are we going to see between them this season? Um, well, this is really them at odds. Um, Rachel has been kind of disappointed because Quinn really had nothing to do with prepping the season out. And she just feels like she's getting more and more selfish as her relationship with Chet is blooming. Um, and so Rachel really feels like she doesn't need Quinn and she's going to prove to her once and for all that she can be independent. So they're constantly at odds, um, until the very end of the season. Like, is there a world where they just, you know, sing Kumbaya and come together and like, just love each other? Or is that, you know, a little too much to ask? (laughs) In the unreal sort of way. (laughs) Getting more tattoos together. Yeah, something crazy. (laughs) I mean, these characters, uh, season after season, um, just seem to kind of stay in their their self-destructive ruts as hard as they try to get out of them. (laughs) Do characters like Rachel have the ability to evolve in a meaningful way? Or are we just going to see them kind of spinning their wheels at everlasting forever? (laughs) No, I mean, hopefully you feel like by the end of the season and really the end of the series, 
um, that she's trying to make things right. And she's trying to say that like, I'm better than who like these choices of myself. I mean, her plan may or may not backfire, but I really do feel like at least in portraying her, I was trying to create um, this sense of, you know, I'm, I can be better than this. I can be, I can, I can make better choices. Yeah. And she is such a fascinating character in that respect. Like you just can see in your performance yeah. really conveys that she's kind, kind of constantly battling with, you know, multiple versions of herself and like her best instincts and her worst instincts. It's fascinating to watch. Yeah. Thanks. And also the the desire that she has to fulfill the expectations of the, the setting that she's in. Um, and she resists that at times, mm-hmm. but then she keeps coming back to wanting to sort of make Quinn happy. So one thing that, that we have noticed as Unreal has gone on is that, you know, the real world reality TV has had to deal with this sort of age of transparency, social media leaks mm. and so on. And we have heard more about the sausage and how it gets made. Um, there was a really big scandal on Bachelor in Paradise last summer. Uh, that we all found out about in, in lurid detail. But on Everlasting, all this horrifying stuff happens all the time and no one ever seems to find out. Uh, <laughs> is there a reality Steve in this world? Like, what would it look like for uh, for Unreal um, for there to be that kind of reckoning? Well, I mean, in like the four seasons, we had three deaths. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that there would be some sort of like severe investigation happening when three people kind of like you know, fall, um, fall, <laughs> go down, under, you know, during production. I mean, there would have to be, but again, it's kind of just like a TV show. <laughs> I don't know if the, the writers wanted to make it like a crime scene investigation. Yeah. It's like the journalists in this world are not doing their jobs properly. Yeah. <laughs> Where Clearly, is TMZ? The everlasting world needs to <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think they have some threat of it during the fourth season, but it doesn't really take over. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would make it a little bit more fun. It would be harder to root for if we were too deep, like, in a crime scene for <laughs> half of the season. Rachel's, like, going off in handcuffs. I yeah. don't know if that's the story the audience is looking for. <laughs> One thing that, you know, Claire and I really love about the show is that it seems to do a great job of really speaking directly to contemporary issues um, and and diving into things that maybe other television shows try to stay away from. Was there anything that comes up this season or like any sort of like big issue or topic that you feel like this season really tried to dive into? Well, we're really dealing with the rape still, like. Um, you know, last season really was, and we shot this before the Me Too moment or movement really even occurred, but it was really Rachel's journey of like confronting her rapist. And so then in this season, um, Rachel brings back a contestant from the first season that was raped. So she brings back the person who raped her and the girl that was raped. And she helps set up a situation in which this young woman can stop him from raping someone else. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah. I was definitely shocked and surprised that this is the story we were taking on, but this is the story you know, the big, I would say, like, headline of what happens in this season. I mean, is it challenging to deal with material that feels, I mean, in the case of the the Me Too situation, you 
made the season before it really happened, but it ended up feeling sort of ripped from Mm -hmm. the headlines. What are the challenges in dealing with material that's so bound up in what's going on in the real world? I mean, you're just taking on such like heavy uh, material that obviously you just never want to like offend anybody or make, you know, like make light of things that feel like very poignant and personal. Um, so I think, you know, and, and as an actor, it's not like you don't really have a, a say or a voice in what the conversation of the show is going to be. So you kind of like, as an actor, I'm just kind of trying to make sense of like why the character is making these choices and somehow in a way that you can like sympathize or root or at least not like detest what this person is doing. That's kind of like at least my job in telling that story. Have you had any situations where you or any of the other cast have push back on something because it didn't feel like it was sensitive enough or it wasn't didn't ring true yeah like you can voice your concerns of course but by the time the scripts or the material reaches you as an actor everyone at the studio and network and all the writers have signed off so I mean you can like push back and just be like you know you can say things but at the same time like it's sort of your job to just perform it right right are you doing any directing on this season? So I directed two episodes this season. I directed episode three, and then I also directed the season slash series finale. Oh, wow. So I really had my hands full. We did eight. Yeah, it was awesome. We did eight episodes. I got to direct two of the eight. Um, and, you know, it's just like with every episode that I'm directing, obviously, it's more experience. And I feel more and more confident and also capable of like being more creative and having more fun with it. And so I'm really hoping that I continue to get more opportunities as my career continues to move forward. Yeah, this I mean, the season finale and the series finale, that's a huge deal. What did it feel like to have that kind of on your shoulders? Um, it was just, I was really honored. Like they originally gave me episode three and then episode six. And then before we started shooting, they called and they said, we'd actually like to give you the finale. And I just took it as a huge compliment that they would obviously trust me and want me to direct, um, what, you know, such a big episode of the show. And, you know, you kind of, I mean, at least for me being like, you know, number one on the call sheet to start of the show, you're always having a tremendous amount of like responsibility to making sure the episode turns out great. And in some ways, I just felt like I got to bring a passion and an excitement to the last seven days of shooting um, and really give it everything I had. So it really made me feel, you know, like really like it, it was a way for me to like say goodbye in so many ways to this whole this whole journey. Yeah, that's that's really really beautiful. Actually, I, I love that. I completely love that. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was it like running a set in the midst of you know the Me Too moment and and a lot of revelations coming out about the entertainment industry and also making a show that depicts all of these abuses happening on a set? It must have just felt so meta for you. Oh, for sure, felt meta, and it's so interesting because. When we made the third season, when Rachel goes on that journey, it hadn't happened yet. And then we came back and shot the fourth and to shoot the fourth season and it happened. And then all of a sudden, for the first time in my career, you're having someone from the studio come up to give like sexual harassment classes. 
And wow. everyone, like the men, you know, and our show is like provocative. Like women are in bathing suits all the time. So are the men. People are constantly making out. And so there was this level of like everyone is so much more aware of not saying anything that could be offensive or commenting or in a way that hadn't, I've never experienced. Like you could just, you feel the effects of it on sets now. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, you've been in this industry for a long time. You've been working regularly since you were very young. Have you had, you know, any interesting conversations with male peers or colleagues of yours recently that you, you know, hadn't had in your earlier years? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's just totally changed. Like men are even afraid to say like, you look nice or you look pretty when you come out of like hair and makeup to walk on set. And like before the men would constantly, you know, the producers would like constantly say things, but that's kind of a way that they would just like butter the actresses up and make them feel <laughs> secure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like now you can't even really tell a woman in that environment that she looks pretty. Yeah, navigating a, a whole different way of keeping actors and actresses <laughs> feeling comfortable. Yeah. It's like totally changed. And like when you're doing sex scenes, it's like so like by like it's always like a little bit by the numbers, but there's a, like a level heightened of it. And they make you sign paperwork now for like kissing scenes. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like things have changed. Do you see things getting more comfortable on set or do you think that we're in a a, a period where things are just going to be awkward as, as there's an adjustment? No. I mean, like when I was younger and you were wearing like tight skirts on set, you would have like crew members taking pictures behind your back. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like there's no way things like that would happen. And I'm talking about 20 years ago. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have any like really bad cases. So I'm grateful. But I'm just saying like for sure the environment's changed. Right, and right. I think it's going to make it feel definitely much more professional. There's no way for it not to now because so much is at stake. And it is it is a profession, so <laughs> yeah. it's a job. Yeah. It's a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like going to it. It's you're going to the office. Your office just happens to be a set. Yeah, probably best for it to feel professional when you're in a professional setting. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> and what is it like to be that number one person on the call sheet and also be directing the episode? Like, what are, how, how are you directing yourself? <laughs> um, you know, episodic TV moves really quickly. So even when you're not directing yourself, there's like a level of preparedness where you have to come in and just like shoot so people can make their days and go home, especially like we shoot seven days an episode. So you're shooting nine pages a day, every day. Um, so like, I felt like the responsibility felt heavier in the sense that I was the one in charge and I was actually like able to make the, the machine happen. But in many ways that made me feel, I don't know, I just really enjoy that like pressure, um, and being able to use, you know, I've been doing, I've been acting since I was a kid. So being able to like use everything I've learned to make the day happen and finishing on time and, and, you know, not going over budget and people giving good performances, that just kind of fires me up. So, you know, you feel like the sense of just wanting to make something great, but I think you feel that as any member of the cast and crew on the show. Yeah. Or at least you should hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one hopes so. Um, <laughs> so. So this is the show's final season. Um, you're saying goodbye to Rachel, as you mentioned. What are you going to miss most about playing her? Her wardrobe. <laughs> it's a great wardrobe. 
great wardrobe. Always kind of knew what I was wearing. It was very easy. I understood why Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's like when you find, like, you find your thing with the character, you like, you know, you're creating another, like, being. And so when it's over, you're just like, oh, it's kind of sad that I'm not going to, like, have that that creative outlet with that person again. Um, but, you know, and we, I had, I thought we had like a great camaraderie. It was great working with Constance. It was great working with Jeffrey and Craig and, and, and Josh and everyone affiliated with the show. And it was also like a really, they gave me so much opportunity. I got to direct four episodes of TV. I had an overall deal producing. And so it was like just a really great experience. So I think just overall, I feel like really grateful to have had it. What do you hope that audiences that have kind of followed this journey for four seasons take away from the show as a whole? Um, that reality TV is not real. Yeah, kind of sums it up, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it ain't real. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you want to add or, you know, leave fans with as we kind of say goodbye to Unreal? Oh my God. I hope everyone enjoyed the ride. It was definitely wild. Thanks for watching. And thank you for Hulu for giving us a proper send off. Shiri, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. Thanks so much. It was nice chatting with you ladies. I hope we are a path across soon. Yes, yes, I hope so. Always a delight. <laughs> And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Sherry Appleby, and of course to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. The premiere of Unreal is streaming now and for the next two weeks on HuffPost, and the rest of the season is available on Hulu. Do you love Here to Make Friends and never want to miss an episode? Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to subscribe and give us a rating. Five stars, please. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so please like us. You can also find us both individually on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or, of course, you can always send us an email at heretomakefriends at huffpost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow for your Tuesday afternoon recap. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day. and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag so while one person streams a movie from their room another can play video games in the basement while another tiktoks in the kitchen it's the next generation 10g network only from xfinity the future starts now restrictions apply actual speeds vary and not guaranteed